You're listening to Inside the Outdoors, presented by People for Bikes and the Outdoor Industry Association, where we discuss the latest market trends in outdoor recreation. And now, here are your hosts, Kelly Davis and Patrick Hogan. Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of Inside the Outdoors. I'm your host, Patrick Hogan. In this episode, Kelly and I discuss our expectations for the 2023 holiday shopping season. How will consumer spending respond to downward market pressures this holiday season? Could an increased participant base, low unemployment, and other positive economic indicators mean an increase in market activity? How can the industry position outdoor recreation activities as a social experience in order to justify holiday spending? Let's get into it. I, I went a little crazy this year and did uh, like hunter sticks, like little sausage oh, sticks. Oh yeah, like, you get a little cheese and a little pork and oh. I just did straight. I just did straight up. I didn't do any fancy flavors, but I did get uh, cheddar dogs. They're they're packs of four quarter pound cheddar dogs. Uh, I I just went. I had a lot of fun with uh, picking out the some of the products that I wanted to make because like because I've also spent a day or two in a garage with a team of people trying to process an animal. And I've had so much travel this fall that I was I don't want to burn a whole Saturday or even yet a whole weekend uh, processing meat. And so on. Yeah, I've seen guys. It's just meat. Uh, there, there's a spot here in uh, in the Denver area where you roll through. It's it's a drive through processing, Kelly. There's a there's a guy that comes up to your window with a clipboard. He says, "All right, what's your name? What's your hunter identification number?" Like a sushi there's a guy list. that goes to the. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like a sushi list. There's a guy that goes to the back of the truck and he grabs the meat out of the cooler and he puts it up on a little hanger. He says, "You got however many pounds." So so start going through your list of of what all you want. And just roll right on through. Go home. It says pick it up in a week. So hunting season is here. Hunting season for me marks like fall in earnest, right? September 1 is the opening date of dove hunting season. That to me is a holiday. I take off September 1st every year and I go dove hunting. I only dove hunt once a year, but I hunt on opening day. Here in Colorado, it's not quite the same big deal as it is in Texas because dove hunting is huge in Texas, but we still go out. There's some great public lands here in the Northern Colorado area where you can hunt. Um, But really when we get into like big game hunting season, that to me is fall and fall is also sort of when we start thinking about the holidays. And for us in the research space, we start thinking about what the holiday shopping season might look like. Um, I know it's a big question for bike. We have a lot of seasonality in kids bikes and especially in, in like the mass market side. Um, When we're thinking about Santa bringing a bike uh, there's a lot, a lot of kids bikes being sold at the end of the year. Um, But even, even that unique seasonality aside, the holiday shopping season um, means a lot to a lot of other outdoor rec industries. So uh, yeah, let's, let's just talk about what we expect for this year. Cause 2023 has been a roller coaster. Um, it's been more down than up if we're comparing it to a roller coaster <laughs> in some ways, but, but what do you, what factors are you thinking about when you're trying to set your expectation for holiday shopping this year? You know, we, we, we've talked in other episodes about like rewriting macroeconomics this year. Like we're, we're not playing by the rules anymore. Consumers are no longer behaving rationally. Like the fed would love for us to do. We're not responding to signals the way we ought to respond to signals. How does all that translate into um, a, a holiday shopping season? I'll actually let you respond this time. I was going to say, you're going to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> it must be the altitude. I, somebody slipped some Adderall into your oatmeal or something. Is that you what know what it is? I had full strength coffee. I've, I've been working on, on like, um, I call it hafenated. Everyone else would call it half-calf. Um, 
But this morning I I had some full strength coffee and I think that might've sent me over. And I woke up at like six and drank a cup of espresso and then promptly fell back to sleep. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Go figure. I don't know. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. Consumer, consumer spending is, is going to be really interesting this year. Um, and I, just to start off, uh, the way I'm thinking about this, I was at, at the November outdoor retailer show last week and and I was presenting on um, the emerging outdoor consumer, you know, who the outdoor consumer is, what's bothering them, what do they care about, how can we approach them in ways that are constructive um, and also profitable. And one yeah. of the members of my audience, well, four of the members of my audience, my four new best friends um, um, were buyers from Target. And we were talking. Oh, about, yeah. Yeah. We were talking about um, the casual outdoor consumer. Like, you know, somebody that's just looking like they want to get into it. They're thinking about having an experience. I said, look, you, you are where they're going first. You are where their outdoor experience starts. You're selling them their first tent. You're selling them their kids first sleeping bag. You're selling them all the little things that they might need. I mean, we should yeah. spend more time talking because they said, well, what? We're not really trying to sell them a tent. We're trying to sell them like this experience. And we want to understand that. And regardless of, of, you know, what, who has more money to spend this year, who has less money to spend this year and why they get it that, that basically that they're looking at somebody that wants to have this experience and, you know, is just, is not trying to spend half of their, half of their monthly disposable income on it. They just want to try and have this. So when when I think about consumer spending moving into this holiday season and all of the pressures that are on consumers, especially consumers that are in younger age groups. And I'm not talking about teenagers. Teenagers never have any money unless they're influencers, you know, but (laughs) (laughs) then I have a ton of money to me. There's some kid. I had a job when I was, I had a job in a bike shop when I was a teenager. Of course, of course you had a job, man. Do you tell your kids that you walked uphill to school both ways, barefoot and snow too? Without a doubt. And if you meet them, I expect you to do the same, right? You got to toughen up. Um, yeah. I mean, may, maybe my friends and I were the outliers because we we had jobs and we were spending money on bikes and tents and uh, fishing gear and and all that sort of stuff. Oh, we the, the best the best pro shops in Dallas was like one hundred twenty five thousand square feet, and so we just go to oh best friends spend money all kinds of cool stuff. But but awesome. keep going, keep going. That's awesome. We use my dad's old army surplus tent because you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's military, probably not the heaviest tent you've ever carried holy crap well military brats just you know cannot be picky that's what i learned yeah. when I was the kid shut up carry the tent that's what i learned um yeah it's what what i'm learning about um those consumers is that their wages have in fact not kept up with inflation yeah. and they're paying things and it's not it's not little things it's not it's not um things that they do not need um where the prices have gone up we're talking about 30% increases in the in the cost of rent. Um, we're yes. talking about 25 to sometimes 40% increases in the cost of the food that they eat. I mean, yeah. these are these are requisite things. So when you think that wages, wages did go up about 15%, 14.7, in fact, during that t- same time period. And you know, that means that you know, everything costs 15% more than it did in 2019. Um, maybe not everything. Yeah. But things that are and things that are really important are very, very costly. So, you know, how how can that not be depressing for outdoor is your question. When I think about my new (laughs) when I think about my new best friends at Target and I think about, you know, what what happens when somebody goes outdoors and what I see in the data, particularly the participation data. So I've got a we've got a lot of new participants. We've got 14.5 million new outdoor participants since the pandemic started. 
Um, that has yeah. not shrunk. I mean, we're up another 3.8 million that last year. And and so it doesn't it doesn't appear that participation is is interest is not linked. You know, what I'm thinking is as pressures on spending, especially for things that you absolutely need. I didn't even start talking about healthcare for one second there. Um, yeah. That that we actually are the answer to that problem in a, in a lot of different ways. Um, that that we are supporting consumers that honestly just don't have a lot of disposable income right now, and they've got to choose between a lot of you know sometimes unattractive options. But you know when it when it comes to when it comes to things that they can do, experiences that they can have. Um, really, just to get started outdoor, you just need a pair of shoes. That's it. Yeah, that's all you need to start having experiences outdoors, and you, you don't you don't have to spend a ton of money. And eventually, you know, as as time goes by, the, the customers like you who who get jobs and second jobs to to pay for your hobbies in outdoor, mm-hmm. there are lots of people that are just getting into it. They're you know started with a pair of shoes, and now are yeah. thinking, you know, it'd be fun for the whole family. I had such a nice time on that hike. It was such it'd be such a great experience for the family to go camping next year. I'm going to spend the the small amount of money that I have on the family to do this because the experience of hiking we can have over and over and over again for this money that I spent. And that experience yeah. is so incredibly positive. So no, I don't yes, have a lot yes. of money. But th- here's an option that you're presenting to me that that contains all of the elements that I'm looking for. You know, I'm not just looking for a tent. I'm looking for family bonding time. I love that. Yeah, I I, I dig that so much. Talk, talking about participants and and the folks who are doing the activities, uh, we we saw this huge increase in in cycling in 2020, and we saw continued growth in 22 when we did our biennial study of bicycling in the U.S. Um, we do it every other year and even years. Uh, it, we've seen so many other indicators too of the continued increase in the number of people who are going out. Um, but in the marketplace, we just saw so much demand pulled forward in 20 and 21 that folks just weren't buying bikes in 22 and 23 like they were during the pandemic or even really like they were during before the pandemic in some cases. But, you know, if we're thinking about like, you know, all you really need is a pair of shoes. In that study that we do every other year, we do ask folks about whether or not they have a bicycle in their house. Just just a question of the general population of American adults, right? right? We're not asking just cyclists, but of American households, do you have a bicycle in the house? And typically over half of the households in America have a bicycle. And the majority, I think I think it's like somewhere around 95% of those bikes are operational. Th- those that aren't operational are typically so not operational tire, due to like a flat tire off. or a chain. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And, and these are these are such easy fixes. You know, sometimes we we think about what it would take to get folks to um get outside and and like the fact that most American households have a bike in them is huge. It, it's it's not quite the low barrier of having a pair of shoes like like you would need to get outside and, and go on a hike, but still the barrier is relatively low. And and um that's that's something that keeps me optimistic is knowing that there are more and more people spending time on bikes and like the the barrier to that product, which you know, like it 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 can be costly to get into outdoor activities, but like you were saying with regard to like mass merchants like Target and others. Um, when folks are trying out an activity for the first time, sometimes those entry-level price points at larger retailers are the perfect stepping stone to get into an activity and go, okay, you know what? I do really enjoy spending my time 
um, doing this with my family. This does warrant a little bit more of an investment. And then I'll I'll ladder up to that next more expensive thing because I can see myself using it X times over the next however many years. And that, that justifies it in my mind. Um, all of that fills me with optimism. Awesome. I've, I've, I've taken you on a roller coaster ride today, then. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so help me understand what you think. Like, I, I, I've talked about long term optimism too for, for my categories, but um, there's still a lot of questions about what, you know, Black Friday and um, sort of like the, the shotgun start to the holiday shopping season. Um, what that looks like for outdoor maybe, or, or maybe even just for like, for the greater retail landscape, like what, how we, we talked about wages. We talked about um, unemployment still at, like at or near historic lows in yeah. some cases. Yeah. Um, I'd say, you, you, I mean, just flat out. I mean, yeah. we, we should bet on this every year. I'm serious about it. <laughs> I, would, I would be so much happier doing these projections if and predictions if we actually bet on this and you put some money on the line. We I, should do it. We, sh- we should have a poll that we throw out to listeners should. of Inside the Outdoors. Yeah, what, hey, what do you think and why? Give us your contact. Give us your, give us your bet. If you win, I'll send you a $5 bill. Let's do that. I'll, I'll put a, a link I'm in the episode description to a survey. Plus yeah. or minus two tenths of one percent. That's fair. Um, I here's what I'm gonna say. Um, we're gonna be flat or down 1.5. That's my range. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And I don't. I don't necessarily think that's bad. I mean, it's it, we're we're outdoor is a big industry. I mean, there's some realities um, that that we just described for outdoor consumers, and it's still gonna be a big. It's gonna be a big holiday season, but. You know, if your metric is is growth, um, and maybe we could talk about 2017 gin dollars again or something like that. So we're measuring apples to apples. Yeah. Um, if we were thinking about 2017 chain dollars, then you know, I, I would get that's what I I mean by zero to 1.5 percent down. I mean, just in in terms of of year over year growth, um, it might look like a bigger number, but I just in terms of of the actual growth in comparable yeah. numbers for last year, I think we're going to be down to flat. And I think that's actually a positive reflection. I think that Americans will choose to spend more on outdoors than than on other than on other um, gift items for their loved ones this year because we're, it's still about a gift of experience. Um, it's yeah, thinking about what yeah. what you want your loved ones to do. And, and I just hope that. Our um, our marketing departments across outdoor will emphasize that idea that you know it's not about the gear it's a it's it really is about an authentic um, connected to nature human experience with your loved ones or with yourself yeah, maybe, if that's what you want with myself yeah maybe something we can do after the holidays would be like look at how outdoor rec performed for the holiday shopping season and then see how overall U.S. retail performed because I I like what you said like maybe. You know, e- even if times are tough and we're having to be, we're having to scrutinize our spending a bit more than we have the last few years, um, the experiential component of outdoor rec could set it apart a little bit from other categories. And so, um, I don't know how how long after the holiday season we might have to wait to get some some robust estimates for spending, but that could be an interesting data point for us. And and like you said, that could be something that we latch onto as an organization or or as a um, as an industry to say. You know, we understand that you have to be careful with how you spend your dollars. Consider spending your dollars on time with your family, like like we did in in December of 2023. 
Absolutely. And, you know, maybe even consider that, you know, connection to nature is clinically proven to improve your mental health. Um, I mean, we've got all kinds of reasons why the outdoor experience is, is just excellent for humans. And so I think the marketing message this year might be that, you know, we do understand, we empathize with, with what you're going through because we're going through it too. Um, yeah. And, and maybe now is a time to, to plant seeds that we can think about 20 years from now becoming, becoming the trees that provide us with beautiful shade. I've been thinking about uh, that. They provide us with beautiful shade and that we can like string our Eno backpacking hammocks up in between. No doubt. Well, I was, I was, I was reading this article. This is where this comes from. I was reading this awesome article and I can't remember what the source was, but it was about um, this community in Asia that actually built their structures by planting and manipulating the flora in their community. So their, their homes, cool. these huge walkways, bridges across rivers, homes made with living trees. And it blew, I love it. My, it absolutely blew my mind. And in that they were talking to people in the community and they're talking about thinking long-term that you always have to be thinking long-term and that they, the way they were thinking was just so radically different than the reactionary short-term thinking that you see in our economy. I mean, I've been, yeah. I've been absolutely fucking stuck on that metaphor for like two weeks now. And I apologize. I cannot get it out of my head. It was amazing. It was amazing. And the idea that, you know, you look around and think, what do I want this to be in 30 years and actually start building that by planting a mm -hmm. seed, just planting. That's a great. Seed. That was, I mean, I, you, now you take it, you don't get over it for a month. I love it. Well, you know, if I was going to draw an analogy to outdoor, it would be like, that's that sort of laying the groundwork is what we're doing with all of our participation and, and getting folks to participate regardless of the frequency is planting the seed. And then as we continue to provide those folks with information about where and how to safely and, and um, responsibly participate in outdoor rec, connecting them with other folks who enjoy doing the same things by creating like a sense of community, either in person or online. And, and um, all, all these little bits that like help really strengthen our relationship with the outdoors. Like that's, that's the whatever robust um, flora that's going to like, really build our environment i i sort of lost it at the end of there but you know where i was going with it is like i i think there's a lot of long-term plays that we have to keep in mind too right now um i i think 23 holiday shopping is probably going to be flat compared to last year or yet um so we're in the same do we do we just choose to bet inside the same box of um flat to down one and a half i i i'm gonna i'm gonna stick closer to flat i i think there are some categories that are gonna be up i think kids bikes are gonna be up for the for the first time, like up meaningfully for the first time since COVID, because of the purchase cycles that we've come to and expect and end, we're we're starting to replace more bikes that were bought during COVID. I have high expectations for the kids market because I we, what we know about the replacement rate makes me confident that we're starting to replace bikes that were purchased during the pandemic, and um and that's going to sort of like kickstart this this unit sales cycle a little bit but but there are some other categories that are really still pretty slow and we're seeing really high average selling prices for some of these bikes still and and for for some adult bikes and that sort of stuff is maybe a hindrance in the market that's experiencing all the the things that you described up top we're experiencing wage stagnation in the midst of like some some pretty high inflation um but the kids category i think is sort of like our 
our light at the end of the tunnel. We're, we're going to have some kids bikes. We're going to like start spending more time on the bikes. We're going to start um, supporting these activities with other products. And then we're going to make those big investments in replacement or upgraded bikes before long. So um, anyway, just going back to your analogy, like I, I dig it. I, I enjoy considering the long-term and I think the more we can do to take care of our current participants, the more they're going to support our industry with dollars in the long-term. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Dollars and just to support on the issues that, it, that really affect us, including issues surrounding public lands and outdoor recreation in general. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. Awesome. I love it. Happy holidays, man. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> to our millions of, of listeners, happy holidays. Uh-huh. I, I need a tent, so if anybody needs a good tent. <laughs> you, know well, right, we'll start. you know what I want for Christmas? I want a hot tent. I don't want just a tent. I want a hot tent. Somebody's got to get me a tent. stove. No, it's a tent you, that includes a little insert for your, for your wood stove. Yeah. Hot hmm. tent. I don't have a hot tent. What I do instead is I freeze my ass off. <laughs> I wake up and I wonder why the fuck I'm in the middle of the mountains in November. Thanks for listening to Inside the Outdoors, presented by People for Bikes and the Outdoor Industry Association. We'll see you next time.